0: Welcome, everyone, to the MMOs.com podcast. Episode 160 here, an auspicious number, if there are any. And I'm joined this week by... Romare. All right. We got a a raw week for you guys, all right? No Weekly Raid this week. A little bit of a hot-button, controversial topic we want to get to discuss instead of the Weekly Raid. Mm -hmm. Didn't warrant a Weekly Raid, uh, but probably still going to be exciting. But first, uh, let's talk a little bit about what we play this week.
1: What do you got? I've been playing a bit of Super Smash Brothers Melee, uh, both with friends and some netplay with strangers. Got my ass kicked by strangers on the internet on Smash Ladder. Uh, it's it's one of those experiences where you know you play Smash with your friends and you always kick your friends' ass, and then you play other people at school who are much better, and then you get your ass kicked. Right? It was kind of like that because Smash Brothers Melee, you know, is is a GameCube game. You would play offline uh, with netplay. You can play with friends, but I never knew about Smash Ladder where you could just play against strangers online with matchmaking. And obviously, people that play on there are really, really good. So I got my ass kicked on Smash Brothers Melee uh, online. I've been playing a decent amount of um, League of Legends this last week, which has kept me uh, occupied for a good amount. I got a few and- questions about League,
0: actually. Go ahead. So obviously, it's still a huge game. Um, but from what we heard from SuperData, it's the one game that's actually getting hit the hardest by Fortnite success. And I mm-hmm. want to know, if one, how the game has evolved over the past few years. Is it better than you remember? Are the new changes you know, better or worse? Uh, and second do you notice a drop off because unlike
1: dota you can't actually see you know live numbers uh day to day for league uh well first of all is it better or worse it's 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 tough to tell i mean it's always a matter of opinion personally I, I mean i i just think season two was the best time i've ever had playing league That was also my peak and it was the meta was basically boost three potions every game some really just some fun stuff that good, good nostalgic memories of season two uh, over the years it's, it's changed a lot just the, but the core game is still the same the meta has changed quite a bit the biggest change this last like season or two was basically the bot lane meta is now... Well, typically every single game, a bot lane would be a support hero and a ranged AD carry, right? Yeah, I remember a ranged, that. And for the first time in League's history, that's not the case. What? Bot lane is is a mashup. it's, it's Bot lane is a fiesta. You oh, can boy. have two like, brawlers down there, two melee characters. Basically, anything goes in bot lane now. Basically, any, any two characters are viable in bot lane versus before you always have to have a ranged AD carry on bot lane. Mm-hmm. You can have a game without any ranged AD carry nowadays, too, which is pretty spicy. But it's it, it pissed off a lot of players because it makes a lot of the that he carries kind of. But I've been playing league casually. I used to be mega hardcore in the league season two, three, four, and maybe a little bit of five. And I really haven't played too much since. Been casually playing since then. But I've I've been enjoying it. Been playing on a couple of Smurf accounts. You know, winning a lot, almost all my games, which is what you do when you play on a Smurf. But that's that's been mostly my week. And about, I wanted to think about the game's popularity. I've actually a lot of hots before I played league recently in Dota two. So I haven't played league in a in a hot while. So I've been playing hots and. Dota 2 before then. And League feels more as alive as it always does. In fact, I was mega surprised by instant queues. I would like, queue up, you know, at a normal hour, hit the queue button, and literally the queue timer is at 000, zero, zero and I would find the match. It would, and actually it happened dozens of times. The worst case match I had, like, it took two, three minutes. But almost always my queue times are very quick in League. So the game is still booming. Obviously lost players to Fortnite, but not enough to really matter. All right, fair enough. Any Any
0: new graphic updates since the last time I played or no? Uh,
1: I mean, some character
0: models got changed. Generally, it's the same. Fair enough. All right. I, I played two uh, mobile games this week that I want to talk about. One was right. the Star Ocean one. And what did you think about that one? Okay, so here's the thing. I really never got into Star Ocean. I know you did, and I watched you play a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so none of the characters, environments, really resonated with me. But I did. Pl- I, I I wanted to, you know, give it a fair shot. I, there's a uh, there's three uh, planets currently available in the campaign. I beat them all in one day. You beat all the campaigns in one day. Yes, and not only that, at no point did I actually play. I auto played everything. I didn't know there's a tutorial at the beginning where they literally throw a million things at you daily login awards, events, logins, g- lo- first time gifts, uh, all this stuff, right? And they do all these tutorials like how to upgrade your weapons, how to f- f- fuse your characters, how to do all this stuff. I ignored all of it. I literally just got my starting people, auto play on, didn't upgrade any of my gear. And I went through the whole story, not even once did I get close to dying with
1: any, or, or losing. So you literally beat the entire campaign. With yes. no chance of death. No chance. With auto-playing everything. Yes. So w- what else is there to do right now that you've done that?
0: So the only thing I can do at this point now is uh, I log in, and there's something called a maze or something. Three times a day, you can run the maze. Uh, the maze can only be played solo. And mm-hmm. I've never died on that either. Uh, and, and each round takes maybe 20 seconds. So there's about a minute of gameplay for me to do. Uh, and then I can waste all my stamina because there's a stamina game doing events. Uh, the thing about events is um, you can actually play multi oh, Here's a cool thing about the game you can play multiplayer where you go into battle with one of your characters and three other players each send one. Right? But yeah. So this makes it kind of multiplayer, but at the same time, the fact that you can just queue and you'll be queued with you know, everyone who's playing. So you'll be queued, let I say you're like level 20, right? You'll be queued with someone yeah. who's like level 150. And then they'll just one shot everything, and you get you get the
1: equal contribution like you know reward. It, this just is really weird because like you said, wait, hold on. So all you can do is farm events and do this maze now, right? Yeah, and I, that's it. You beat all the campaigns. I beat all the levels. Yeah. How how on earth, what were they thinking? That less than one day, was less easy? than one day, in one evening, maybe like four hours, yeah. I beat everything in one sitting. You basically yeah. beat everything this game had to offer, and the only thing left is basically just farm waifus and you know like what the fuck are they th- what what. Yeah, I mean, so that's, it's, that's not the case with all the gotcha collectors. You know, like with with Fate Grand Order, another similar kind of game, plays probably very similar. There's a lot of content. There's a lot of stages to do, and you actually do reach difficult content eventually, especially if you don't get a lot of five stars, which is really weird. Even even um, even Fire Emblem Heroes, you know, like you, you don't get to beat all of that in one sitting. You know, I played. You need, like, I played five, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem
0: Heroes was much better in my opinion because uh, you couldn't beat. The way it worked is um, the story in Fire Emblem Heroes had an easy, medium, hard version. Right. Yeah. So the easy one you can just beat you know all the way through. But on the later mm-hmm. stages you have to actually you have to actually pick. Do you want like you know a warrior and a healer and an archer? Or ma- and it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. There are also you know there are tanks and ranged classes
1: and healers. But it doesn't matter. You can any any, any group of three of anything you'll just instantly win. That's actually just kind of sad that the game is that easy. I mean you kind of lose any kind of meaning. I mean they could make the early stages easy and made the you know later stages difficult, but they just seem to make it a face roll, which I think. <laughs> The, the trend we've been seeing in M R P D S for a while. I mean, they've got to have maybe some. They'll, they'll probably add some side content, some side raids that are meant for the hardcore players. Because as is, this seems like a really bizarre game design decision.
0: Purecat says it gets harder later on though. But later on, where? Like, I beat everything. There's nothing else to like. What else can I do? Like, you when you do the event, you could you could choose to intentionally like do a level 110 mission, right? When you're like level mm-hmm. 20, I guess then you could lose. But like. But why would you do that? You would just do the level twenty mission until you're level thirty, and then you do the level thirty mission, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't get where I could lose uh, in this game. Um, yeah, it's
1: big yikes. I don't know what they're thinking either. I mean, but this is this. It, it'll probably make a lot of money. Uh, these mobile games tend to do pretty well. It's has been I think in Japan for a while as well. I'm pretty sure it's doing pretty well in Japan. So it's you know it makes sense for them to bring it here. I'm I'm just hoping they do something more with it. I, I have a theory about these uh, mobile games. So hmm. for years in the West here, when it comes to free
0: to play. We're used to getting Korea's sloppy seconds, right, yeah, okay, so now, at least in the mobile front we're going to be we're getting japan's sloppy seconds so this, like you said Omar, this game has been out since twenty sixteen in Japan, yeah, and only this i think this month right it came out here yeah. uh so 22 20, years later like, and, for, so, yeah. and, and and mobile games though the pace of progress is much quicker than p c games so two years in mobile world, it's like eight years in like p c world so yeah. I think they just. They're just dumping it here uh, and giving us all these like daily awards and instant levels and, no, and you can't die, just trying to get any little money they
1: can from us because the game's already you know made. Why not? Yeah, they lose nothing. They just spend a little money localizing it and just put it out. I mean, graphically the game looks gorgeous. I mean, it's a Square Enix game. It's Star Ocean. Is there like a story? Did you read the story at all or just? I sense? I read the, I read the story for
0: the first uh, campaign worlds. Mm-hmm. So the one third of the story I guess I read. Um, basically, they're trying to justify why there's all these random characters from all the different games. So basically, mm-hmm. you run into some alien lady who can like summon characters from across time, and <laughs> and you got and it, I hate when games do that. Yeah, it's trying to bring all the worlds together. Yeah, yeah. And they 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 pull a Star Trek Voyager, where you randomly find yourself like fifty thousand light years away, mm-hmm. uh, another side of the galaxy, and the whole story is your journey back to Earth, uh, like like all Voyager. Right. All right. In, in, enough of this mobile garbage. What else have you been playing all day? Okay, so this one didn't even bother me. It was, it was a shitty mobile game. It's what I expected. I didn't care too much, right? But the second one I yeah. played was Maple Story M. And Omar mm-hmm. and I, we, we have fond memories of Maple Story. We played it for years. Yeah, I love uh, Maple Story. We played it every day after you know, high school for a couple of years. And like we were, our friends played it. We all played it together. So it has, it has much more resonance with me than uh, Star Ocean did. And I think that's why I was more disappointed in it and more saddened. MapleStory M is a huge hollow shell that obviously just banking on nostalgia. The world is very similar to the original world, right? The monster designs, all the NPCs. even they even have Shumi. You know that in in uh yeah Shumi, yeah, the Shroomy. the girl in that, uh Kerning near yeah. the subway. The, yeah. she's the whole near the subway entrance. Yeah, exactly. that's exactly. I know her. And the sad thing is, I was again this game is autoplay and it's autoplay is like not even um a lot right, of put, put put that most video. on. We don't to see. We don't to see this random. All right, find it. So, <laughs> the sad thing about this one is, like I said, it has all the, you know, monsters and designs and areas. So, you think, you think you're think you going to get something similar to MapleStory, right?
1: Yeah.
0: But the you don't because the, the autoplay is just too easy. You know, some a lot of games even, P- PC games, have some kind of autoplay. But you can't always do it. Or you can't do it efficiently, I should say. you got to always go somewhere lower level than you to do the autoplay, right? Or, or the bot. Yeah. But in this game, you know... It, it, Again, I didn't even bother with the upgrading or the fusing items, you know, all that crap. I didn't bother with any of that. You can autoplay, and it'll just do everything, and you'll never die. I've never—I'm di- level eighty-three, so I played it for a while. The max level on my server right now is one hundred eleven. Mm. I'm on the Scania NA server, by the way, guys. And I've—I've I've never come close to dying. I've never had to look at my inventory or my stats. I've never bothered uh, choosing which skills to use. I just used the the first one I got, and and, and there's nothing. There's no soul. A... You never upgrade your skills even. No, I, I when you level up you get skill points. Uh, yeah. you can you can upgrade them. I do that. Right. Um, there's no there's no choosing though. You know you get uh, new skill points at zero, like thirty, sixty, yeah. and hundred. You have enough skill points to get everything. So there's okay, no so there's no
1: actual customization. You no. basically get to max out everything yeah. at the end of the day. You max everything. Uh,
0: but one one interesting thing you might find interesting is uh, leveling from like one to twenty takes about an hour of autoplay. Mm-hmm. which is actually faster than how long it takes an
1: actual pc maple story these days right uh you load pretty damn quickly yeah. and pc maple story now too yeah exactly Up to 150 yeah
0: so i think you actually now i'm 83 right and the, mm-hmm. the leveling has not slowed down in the mobile version i think mm-hmm. around 83 might slow down in uh oh for sure yeah pc yeah, definitely but it's funny that in the
1: first one to 20 at least it goes actually faster on pc than it does on mobile
0: mm-hmm
1: because all the story stuff you get to see. Click next, 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 next. if you, you even have to do that stuff, I'm sure it would level up quite a bit quicker. Yeah. But I mean, I've played this before, I actually just recently downloaded it again. I the aesthetics are just really tugging on nostalgia. Yes. Like yes. everything from the music to the sound effects to the characters to the everything in this game, the hairstyles, literally the hairstyles, are straight from Maple Story One. It feels and looks like Maple Story One on the PC, but dumbed down to an incredible degree. Make an, an auto played down so it really just wants you to it's pulling on nostalgia and I think a lot of people who played this just went back to the PC version I know one guy in our chat said after playing MapleStory M he just downloaded MapleStory M PC that's a good point that's what it made me want to do too because I feel like I'm not getting the experience here I'm getting a very hollow mm-hmm. uh, experience yeah uh,
0: I'm actually, I'm actually you know, since I played MapleStory 1 so much I do want to uh, see what the end game is in this game because same thing story here I didn't die once leveling so far uh, mm-hmm. There are like daily, you know, mish dungeons you can do, right? There's like a daily dungeon, uh, there's like an elite dungeon, a mini dungeon. I've done them all, and you can even party for them, right? But I, I, I didn't bother. I just went solo. I, I cleared it without even the challenge. You cleared the party dungeon solo. Yes, the one that's my level. Odd. So I, I, I I'm not, I'm not max or anything. Yeah, I'm 83. I think the max is like what 140, 150, but the highest level on my server right now is 111 because it just came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I'm curious when something
1: will happen, like when when do I get to play the game? Like, instead of just watching it. There's gotta be... You would think, like, a lot of these autoplay games, like, at least with Lineage, um... Lineage... Lineage... With the Lineage Mobile game? Lineage 2 Eternal, whatever it's called. The one that makes a lot of money. Like, you had to do the dungeons, you have to do the first time on on manual before you can grind on autopilot. Like, oh. you were required to run those manually. Same thing here. So, in the dungeon, you have to do it manually. But it's still not right. challenging, but it does force you to at least hold the phone. Yeah, at least you can hold the controller. I'm actually
0: uh, playing Maple Story M right now, guys. Um, my dude is just doing everything for me. Look at this.
1: Oh, it's walking by itself to the quest location. What's remarkable about this is it seems like this is, this is clearly here to stay. Like, every mobile game does this. There's a handful of mobile games by a company called Azabemo. They do uh, the Japanese company, and all their mobile games, practically I mean, every single one but, but Alchemy, Alchemy Story, whatever, the Alchemist Story, the last one, is basically a traditional PCM RPG on mobile. So if you want a more traditional PCM RPG on mobile with no autoplay nonsense and some challenging elements, do check out some of the Azobimo titles. But it seems like, for the most part, that's pretty niche. And with every other co- game company on mobile, has the autoplaying. So, but, it just seems like a lot of these gameplays go pretty overboard with autoplaying. Like I would like the autoplay to maybe just like mindlessly grind low level stuff, but you should be able to auto play your way through like the current content that you're on. That seems a bit much. Because even like even World of Warcraft on PC today and Final G 14, which we've poked fun at for being stupid easy and has been dumbed down, even those games, you're at least required to manually do them. And it is still like somewhat feasible to die. Like we always say if you just roll your keyboard, you'll beat it. But there are like some encounters in the WoW storyline. And in the Final Fantasy XIV storyline, where you're doing dungeons where you have to actually you like pay attention a little bit, you know. But that's not the case in a lot of mobile games. And it, it just seems like they, they they took that concept that we've seen where games got dumbed down. Practically every game has done even Maple Story on the PC has gotten dumbed down. Like this Maple Story is not immune from this criticism. Maple Story pre Big Bang was a much more challenging game than it is today. But it, it also got dumbed down at least to level one fifty. The grinding got easier, it was easier to get loot and whatnot. But they they took that concept and really just blew it up tenfold on mobile with autoplay. Do you remember back in the day on MapleStory? Story? Like you, you just you couldn't make a mage. Like your first classes could not be a mage because you just didn't have the money yeah. to fund potions. potions. Yeah, yeah. Like you could farm all day, and you, you have no, you have no potion. If you have no mana potions, you just can't realistically level up a mage in MapleStory Story one. Your first class is like could not be that until you got at least a decent level to farm money or make some money because you would run out of potions all the time. Mana potions were not cheap. Good times, though. I actually was sorry about that. Like, so I had a friend who did make a
0: mage first in high school. And he didn't want to play anything else, so you ended up paying money, RMT for mesos, right? Ah. But now mm-hmm. the question I have is, what is the monetization monetization strategy for Story M? So I'm 83, and I, I, I guess in the mobile world, that's not that far because it took, only took yeah. me a day or two of auto playing. But mm-hmm. so far, I've had zero uh, potential to spend money. Like there's no reason to. Like I I I didn't even open the shop yet because everything is easy. I'm face rolling everything. I have a steady drop mm-hmm. of experience coming my way, skill points. You know free gear from the from the random chest you get for like level up bonuses so so far i have not hit any kind of paywall or even pay option you know and i i, I and i've played mobile games like clash royale or clash of clans where you hit the pay option very quickly because you'll see a building this is just like five minutes to pay you know to build but if you, if you click here and you spend like you know five cents it'll build
1: instantly right well, they have those. All they have the the loot box in the game. You get like a free one every day or something, every yeah. few hours, or you can get you can pay for the expensive ones. Too. But
0: but why would you pay for them? Uh, so far at my level, because everything is getting one shot. Like what 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 could better gear get me right now? Like I'm already killing everything instantly without even tr- like trying. Like, I don't I don't get what I'm supposed to. I I can I can sell the dungeons. I can I, I auto grind easily. Like what what
1: would I be paying for? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, <laughs> it does seem kind of odd. Maybe maybe we'll hit a brick wall eventually. Yeah yeah, I'm waiting for that. Like, a lot of games will do that where it becomes really easy until you hit a certain point where you it becomes very difficult and you have to spend money or grind forever to do it. You know, I'm waiting for that. I'm actually curious when that will happen. All right, enough about enough about mobile games for now, boys. I, I'm, I'm we'll see where mobile games go from now. I, I'm hoping we go a little away from automation. I'm hoping Runescape mobile does really well so we don't to, you know this automated crap goes away. Let's talk about the little controversial topic of the week. Slightly controversial. So, Alta, why don't you introduce it? Because you shared the article with me earlier. Sure. I saw this when it first came out. And uh, it's just, it's one of those here we go again
0: articles. Uh, so, gaming. Here we
1: go again, boys.
0: Gaming's Toxic Men Explained. So, uh, Polygon We're decided to call some pro, uh, some experts in gaming, right? And, you know, like Anita Sarkeesian and all these kind of.
1: Yeah, real, real experts, you know? Yeah. These, these are experts.
0: Ga- experts on gaming. And I just all right. love the first sentence here of this first expert. Kate Milkner is a PhD candidate at some school. Okay, so here's the first sentence, here, guys. You can tell it's off to a good start. I'm a feminist media scholar, and as such, I don't believe in gender essentialism.
1: Real a what? sentence. Pure gamer, right? Here. That's a, she, She's a gaming expert, guys. right? you need we we need her to tell us about gaming. You know, she's a, a feminist media scholar. What the fuck is a feminist media scholar? What is she talking? Gender essentialism? Like, I feel like a lot of these people just literally live in their own world. Like, yeah. nobody that's actually in gaming talks about any of this. Like this is this is not a topic that anyone actually discusses. Also, they live in their own world. Oh yeah, and and by the way, the
0: fact that she's like she's falling for this classic like female woman traps. Like I'm a feminist. Why do you got to say what you are? Why don't you just describe what it is you're trying to describe and let and talk about your opinion and and let your expertise and knowledge and uh, and wit uh, describe themselves. Like why do you have to say what you are? Like right there. Like just Mm -hmm. just talk about your spiel, and then people should get like where you're coming from and like wow this guy that's a really cool point I didn't think of that. But no, she got to say. She got to just say
1: it. <laughs> you have to say it. it's not. It's not going to be nearly yeah. as profound. And, and why can't you just be a media scholar? Why do you have to be a feminist media scholar? <laughs> like I don't get. Them. Because that means they're, they're going to be looking at something from this very specific lens. You know, it becomes like this. this feminism is it's this platform where you have to view everything from a certain perspective. It seems like. Yeah. Why the coloring their. What opinions. if I said I was a masculine media scholar? Would that like I bet I'd be lampooned for that, right? But yeah, whoa, 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 whoa! If you can't do that, you're the presser. You're, you know. <laughs> come on they're the press C, right they're C can be
0: scholars all right so i'll link this uh, it's a, it's really long actually a bunch of spiel nonsense but what i found interesting about this is the kind of the questions they posed are kind of like self-serving like they they assume the conclusion and then they got to justify it so i'll give mm-hmm. you some uh a, a scroll down here and
1: look what i mean oh my god it's so long mm-hmm. but even the premise of the entire article kind of kind of um, nags me the wrong way the entire article is why are men toxic online towards women yeah like I don't know if these people have ever played video games but men are toxic people are toxic to everyone yeah this is not exclusive like like literally people get harassed on video games all the time toxicity is just this is normal part of online competitive gaming it happens all the time it's not specifically against women it just literally like it happens to everyone so here's some of the things why are objectionable opinions
0: so common in gaming spaces all right, let's hear it. They, they don't ask, are they common, right? Why is online gaming chat rife with overt and casual racism? Mm-hmm. Uh, why are gaming's toxic men so enraged? <laughs> like, they, are they? I don't know. Like, why don't they explain that first? But they don't bother. Why do so many men in gaming exhibit a persecution complex? What?
1: Why, why don't they? Why don't they ask the question? Why do people get enraged? Not why are men? Enraged? Yeah. How much? There is, are there are uh, ragers in, on the female side as well. You know, this, this, it's just normal online gaming behavior. It just... I, I, I don't understand. I like this one. It's why the, Why do so many of these men labor under a delusion of heroism? <laughs> what? What?
0: <laughs> what?
1: I don't know. It's, it's it, heroic defenders of a noble cause. It's just
0: bizarre. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel like if you just said... If you said it the other way... You could justify it too, but why are you coming to this conclusion? Like, why are cults of personality so powerful in gaming's toxic swamps? You could just say anything. Why are cults of personality so powerful in Hollywood's toxic swamp or or uh, uh, sports' toxic
1: swamp? Like, yeah, literally, you could replace yeah. gaming with literally any industry over there that said this you could talk about, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Like said, this exactly. question is kind of already coming to a conclusion. You know, it's yeah. very this whole this
0: whole thing is like a giant creative writing piece right they just they just chose a random question then you gotta you gotta just write about it
1: (laughs) i don't i I don't know but the whole the whole um men being toxic thing is it's it just seems very disingenuous like men get bullied online more than women obviously because more men play video games as well but it, it just seems really silly to harp on that i mean people indiscriminately yell and be toxic to each other all the time it's a part it's part of the allure Look, I- I've played Overwatch a lot, like, in the last year or so, and when girls talk on-, on voice chat, like, realistically, I don't think they get, you know, disproportionately more hate than guys. Like, maybe, like, you know, obviously I have a small sample size, but I don't think it's disproportionate. People are talking to each other all the time, and it's just a natural course of things yeah I think and, that's something people miss like men are talking to, to each other too so it's not just that like, they're not targeting women they're targeting everyone <laughs> and um and the article also says like, like obviously gaming isn't biological women play games and stuff but like yeah they do women do play games but the reality is women don't play the games that like, like a lot of the hardcore gamers play or even the audience of these gaming publications where they talk about feminism like do women play match three games I mean, I'm not trying to be like that's a reality women play you know that girls games. Go play a match three games. And there's, there's actually um, here's an article I wanted to link you all. To. I, I dropped it in Twitch chat. If you can see it. Female mm-hmm. gamers by genre. Like I'm not making this up. There's 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 data on what kinds of games uh, girls play. So if we scroll down to the percentage of gamers in each genre that are female. Okay. Know, guess which industry they dominate. Sixty-five percent of the people in match three are females. I love. The family that. slash farm sim games are female dominated. You know that that those are the games that they play. You know. Oh my that, god! Th- th- I love th- this it. This is an opinion. This is re- They play puzzle games. You no. Know, the games that we play and, you know, most of these, most hardcore gamers, they, they play, you know, MMORPGs, RPGs, uh, open world games, 14% females there. Mobiles are 10% female. First person shooters are 7%. Tactical shooters like CSGO and Rainbow Six Siege are 4%. But yeah, they, women don't play a lot of these games. So it's not even like, so when people view these as like a men's domain, this isn't even like controversial. You know, it is a men's domain. CSGO is a male-dominated game, Overwatch, is a male-dominated game. That's just a reality of it. I mean, it's not that women can't play these games. There's nothing wrong with women playing these games. But to, to, to preface your article by, by by saying that it's you know it's a toxic environment for women. This is men think it's it's only for them. When and, and they always bring up like, oh, but the split between gamers, female gamers and male gamers, is like 50-50. But it is. If you look at everything in the casual games and match three games, but in, in the hardcore games, it's not. These are male-dominated games. Actually, I'll tell you, can you guess what percentage of Overwatch players are female? And by the way, Overwatch has the highest percent of female gamers of any FPS, and it's more—it's double the second-leading okay, FPS game. I'll say ten percent. Uh, sixteen percent. Sixteen. Wow, so that's and, and that's that's twice as many as the next closest. So Overwatch appeals to girls more so than anything else, and at sixteen percent which is pretty impressive, you know? I mean, I guess the the game itself is is more colorful. It's got more interesting characters. One of the reasons behind that. I'm sure being on console helps too. Oh, for sure. And actually, uh, when I looked at this Quantic Foundry article, I also, I was curious, like, what other games are, like, what popular PGs. what the gender split is. I'm curious if anybody can get um, on. Sweet Gemma made a funny comment in chat. 60 percent mercy, man. (laughs) (laughs) What's actually really bizarre is that meme that the girls are all mercy players is so true. Like, it has so much truth to it because every time I start playing Overwatch, the first thing when I see somebody like lock in Mercy, and they have like a somewhat girl sounding name, I have to ask like you know are you a girl? because I check if they're a Mercy man. If they're a Mercy man, I ask if they're a girl. And almost always, without a doubt, the girls that play Overwatch they play Mercy. Yep. They're, they're, across the board. Donna plays Mercy. There you go. And there you go. More and more evidence over there. But I was looking at other more too. What this split is between male to female, right? So. Uh, we we have I have data for Final Fantasy 14, and uh, World of Warcraft, for example. Like, what do you think Final Fantasy 14's male to female ratio is?
0: Okay, so I'm going to go by this chart here. It says Japanese RPG 33, MMO high regional? fantasy 36. So I will say for Final Fantasy, the female percentage is 36.
1: It's 30%. Wow, so seven to three there. ratio. But I, I look at that chart too. This this I think I think this chart for MMORPGs is a little bit misleading because World of Warcraft is actually quite a bit less as well. On that article world of Warcraft is 23 percent or female wow uh, and Final Fantasy 14 is uh seven to three which is i, I thought i thought pretty impressive i actually thought Final G 14 and wow both would both have a lot more um yeah me would have too. more guys than that more guys but, uh, more guys okay because I, I know girls play more pgs as well more so than other games but i didn't think
0: it would even be that high but the thing is Omar, you're playing at a high level right so the rates and stuff i bet if you go yeah. the higher you go like your tier course, like if you do like of heroic of girls grades, grades don't Girl, yeah, girls don't it's Most like, girls like don't a rain. single
1: digit baby at the rating level yeah at the at the at the mythic raids in wow and the uh, average range of fantasy 14 the numbers are probably 1% or lower for, for females. Mm-hmm. But uh what's interesting is Yoshi P in an interview he talked about the split overall. The split overall was 7 to 3. But in Korea in South Korea fantasy 14 is 50-50 split between male and female with actually slightly more females playing fantasy 14 than men. Wow. That's I, I thought thought was pretty impressive. By the way and guys, th-
0: okay, so if you go back to the, uh, sorry to cut you off, but this polygon article The the undercurrent is we got to make it more appealing to women, right? The the community area, but Korea is way more toxic, right? For everyone, men and women, like more toxic in online gaming than America is, in league and everything. And guess what? Gaming is bigger in Korea. You know what that means? People don't care about the toxic thing. They don't care about a little bit of you know ribbing or joking. That's fine. It's humanity. Just deal with it.
1: Yeah, That's a good point. They're much more toxic yeah. in South Korea. I mean you even we talked about how in League of Legends people just regularly throw games, and they wouldn't get banned for it. Like they're d- cursing and just being an ass. Being asshole. racist! You can just say
0: racist shit and chat yeah, and People leave. are literally racist, Yeah, and you know the much
1: actions. more so in South Korea and online gaming. And in that market, you know, you still get a lot of females that play games. Mm-hmm. But in, in in that same interview with Yoshi-P, Monster Hunter Frontier Online, can you guess the ratio between uh, male to female?
0: Monster Hunter Online. Okay, I'm gonna say it's less.
1: I think less yeah, when we play it. Uh, I'm, I'll it, say twenty percent. Nine to one, so ten percent is uh is female, ninety percent male. Dragon's Dogma Online Two is eighty percent male, twenty percent female, and Fantasy Star Online Two is eighty percent male, twenty percent female. So from the data I've seen, it's like twenty to thirty percent for MMOs and more PGs At least a lot of more PGs will be likely uh, female. But yeah, a lot of these games are male dominated, and I don't think you have to. We have to reshape these games. To appeal to more females because i think just a lot of girls don't like playing a lot of these games that's perfectly fine you know, if girls want to play match three games good for them i don't think game designers and developers should try to make match three games appeal to men make the game they want to make and let's see who ends up playing it you know and, and there's a divide between genders over there that's, that's that's nothing wrong with that you know hold up, hold up Omar.
0: but are you let me scroll back up to so i don't misquote her here are you a feminist media scholar And as such, don't believe in gender essentialism,
1: right? I'm not even sure what some of that means, but uh, probably not. (laughs) Look, actually, that 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 actually brings up an interesting question: Uh, Are there like are there Candy Crush tournaments? Are there like actual esports or Candy Crush? Because even though, because a lot of the thing is like girls don't do well in esports because they are underrepresented. That's a fact; they are underrepresented in esports. Like, there's only one pro um, Overwatch player that's a girl. I think it's on a Chinese team on the Shanghai Dragons, and for the most part, beyond that, there I don't think there are any. Professional league teams or CS:GO teams with female players on them, like any any, any like top tier ones. I'm not counting maybe some obscure teams, right? Like, if there's an esports team for a Candy Crush Saga with 70% dominated by females, where it's literally 30% men play the game, 70% female, do you think the best match three player is a is a girl or a guy?
0: I wonder if there are match three tournaments. Even even let say it's not Candy Crush, but like the Bejeweled or something. I wonder if there yeah. are tournaments. I don't know. I don't know
1: what. It, I, don't I have m- no clue. My- my gut says if there is a mastery tournament the world's best mastery player is going to be a guy yeah that's my guess too but which we don't know obviously but we'll look at that though because that'd be pretty pretty interesting it would dispel the notion that it's purely because of underrepresentation because obviously uh guys tend to value competition a lot more yeah it just and it's actually been surveyed by quantic found the same the same people that made this chart where guys value competition and completion a lot more than in females but
0: to bring it to MMOs for a second I don't see a good reason why a game like Final Fantasy 14 or WoW couldn't have like a like an item a device you buy in the game like a handheld device and when you right click it you can literally play a match 3 game in the client Like, wouldn't that be great yeah why not right yeah I don't know why they don't do stuff like I know Animal Crossing had a whole bunch of these things where in your house you can you can buy these arcade machines and play old games um, I don't know why that's not a bigger thing in MMOs especially like imagine in WoW You could buy something for your uh, garrison, which is like your little housing instance. Why couldn't you buy something there that literally lets you play Candy Crush? Because remember, Candy Crush is owned by Activision Blizzard. Mm -hmm. Like they could totally do that. I don't know why they don't do it, and it might attract more female players.
1: That would be yeah, if because honestly, like resource gathering and crafting in MMORPGs is very boring as is anyway. If they literally just added match three elements to it. Why not, right? It'd be more engaging for guys too, because real talk, crafting is boring. they yeah. that in match three, we get, all the girls that play more PDs could be our match three experts. You know, like they'd be, they'd be doing all the crafting for us because they, they dominate the industry. You know.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There could be a lot of interesting ways you could tie in these mini games to Like you said, crafting, resource gathering, some kind of contribution to a guild. Uh, imagine like the, the the woman in the in the guild who doesn't like raiding, but instead they could yeah. just play match three to um, contribute like potions or
1: or resources to the yeah, guild. Yeah, why not? It'd be good. Also, oh, uh, there might be a female uh, professional league player. Have you seen? Have you seen Sneaky? No, I don't know any. You heard? Of, you no. know who Sneaky uh, is? I don't know. Take so. a look. Where am I looking? He does cosplay too. She does cosplay. Oh,
0: is this a uh, is a trap? It's a it's a dude. Yeah. Uh, there it is. There it is. Could you
1: tell them? Could you tell? I, I I let the he slip slip out. All right. So yeah, he did. I let it. I, I let it sneak out. He
0: I mean, does a he does a lot of cosplay.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cross dressing cosplay pretty convincing though don't you think it's pretty convincing yeah no. the pizza one especially
0: it's pretty convincing I, f- I feel like those <laughs> eyebrows are a little too much though it kind
1: of gives it away it's trying a little too hard with the eyebrows okay, would you would, would, would you fall for the trap would you know could you recognize it first spot? The, the eyebrows give it away sorry yeah Althair's yeah. got a trap detector
0: I'm, I'm sure it's easier yeah. in person you
1: know with the, with the whole body curves mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I, I i think another fun stat too about uh the, the difference between guys and girls and what kind of games uh, they're interested let me see if we can pull it up real quick but the whole i don't know the whole that, that whole toxicity and men it, it's not exclusive to men if you played games long enough too, you i guarantee anyone's encountered toxic girls online i mean they, they, they can be equally assholes
0: too. i used to play dota with this girl i'm not gonna say her name she was so toxic the minute like someone like messed up on our team she would say stuff in voice chat in Dota like this. Oh, I bet you have a small dick. Like you suck. Like you're you're a loser. And I'm like whoa. Like whoa. Like I I mean I wouldn't get that personal with my, if I was making fun of someone I'd say something stupid like you know like I don't know like I wouldn't I wouldn't go that per- I wouldn't like insult their like physical looks because I don't know their physical looks why would I insult that you know I can't but
1: she would she'd go right for that stuff like uh, and she'd just go on and on and on it was so funny. I actually. I'm the same way. I, I don't insult someone's physical appearance when I don't know what they look like. Yeah, but that's, I feel like that's stupid. A, lot of people, a lot of people do that, though. A lot of people instantly assume, like, how fat somebody is and how good they are. You know, like, that's a common insult as well. Yeah, I, I try not to do that. Like, I I to call someone an idiot. Like, I'll I'd call it, like, low IQ, but I'm not going gonna... to... It just seems, like, nonsensical, too, to attack something that you... Like, at least I can, I can call somebody low IQ based on what they just did you know in the game and i can justify it like if they want to argue with me i'll be like look you did this and this are you an idiot like that's within the game you made decisions that made me conclude that you're an idiot but i can't start talking about your appearance. I don't, I don't know what the fuck they look like
0: yeah so that was weird but th- there definitely are uh there definitely
1: are toxic female gamers so look at look at that look at this uh this other quantic foundry article i just linked you off by There's a strategy game faction preference. Uh, Very odd. But did you know um, the male to female split between strategy game faction preference is huge? Uh, For example, 48.8% of men are more likely to choose a technology-based faction. And only 20% of women are going to choose a technology-based faction. Wait, hold on. I got to hear that again. Okay. So if you scroll down, you'll see it's on the the strategy game faction preference. Okay, here we go. So
0: the most appealing settings are high fantasy and sci-fi. So female gamers.
1: Okay. Okay, so uh, let me look directly at the chart. If you can't find I it, I found it.
0: I think it's the first one, right?
1: No, I liked it. I liked it. Okay, well, here we go. Okay, so look, look, look at the look at this chart. I I find it pretty interesting. The nature based faction appeals mo- a lot more to women than men. This is funny. as does the magic based faction. This... where the technology based faction appeal. Like this seems so bizarre. This is why is it that this ha- this is the case? Well, because women all like that Wiccan shit. Like they want to be witches. You know, like That's... the little mushroom circle with
0: the fairies and like oh I'm in touch with nature and yoga and all this crap and organic food but guys are like yo give me, where are my spaceships at <laughs> <laughs> where, where are my spaceships at boys how do, how do I how do I get away from these feminists I, I need a spaceship get, get out. that spaceship get the,
1: get, the, get the fuck out you know
0: I, th- I thought this split there was pretty interesting uh, this is interesting this
1: is interesting Nah mm-hmm. uh... <laughs> 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 pure cat's comment holy shit mm-hmm. I, the only thing I do is I, I always ask if the Mercy main is a is a girl. Actually, I've also noticed very often, like if you ever in Overwatch, if you ever notice like a high ranked player queued up with a low ranked player, right? And the low ranked player is playing support, nine times out of 10, it's a girl. So I, I'm playing a game like this guy's diamond and he's queuing up with a gold player. He's playing like a carry or a tank and she's playing, a, the other person was playing a Mercy. In that situation, gold, diamond, uh, one playing support, one not, um, nine
0: out of 10, it's a girl. So can you explain what this Quantic Foundry site is? It seems like a legit site. Is it, is, what is, it? is yeah, it, it? It's a blog? It's a
1: data analytics company. It's called the Science of Gamer Motivation. They, they basically look at the, what, what people prefer when they play games. I guess they want to provide uh, like useful data and metrics to like game developers on how they can morph their games, how they can appeal to certain people, like who their audiences are. I was going to say, because my rules in chat is, is kind of saying this is,
0: like, this is meaningless. It's like a trap. But I don't think so. I think no. this is a professional site, and by yes. the way, they sell this information. So there are game developers, and you know other people in the industry that are paying for this kind of data. So this yeah. is not this is not nonsense. You know this is um as close yeah. as we can get to like a uh, you know real stats on this in this yeah. industry.
1: When you can get a uh, four a billion dollar company like Tencent to pay you money for data on that you've gathered on player behavior and preferences, like the market has spoken. You know this isn't like a blog bullshitting stuff. They're selling their data. The giant companies. They yeah. They're they're all hidden path entertainment. They're the guys I think that did they do CS:GO? Yes, maybe. Yes, yeah, CS:GO. Codename PopCap. Uh, PopCap is for the bejeweled audience. You know, we know uh, Splash Damage, Game Theory. They, they they do business with a lot of other big studios. So this is, this is a real company. Their data is it, it's authentic. You know, it's like super data as you know, big similar clientele. Yeah. So definitely, def- definitely, definitely, legit. Cool. All
0: right. Well, we got to look at. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. What, uh, I, this is totally unrelated, kind of. But well, do you do you know why these um, these feminists are so like uh, attacking you know gamer culture in America and all this what? stuff and and like sexualization in Western games? Hmm. They, they don't touch the Japanese sexualization though. You know why? They don't want They don't want to be accused of the cultural like misunderstanding. Ooh. So all the Japanese games with the big busty like naked girls like <laughs> like totally way worse when it comes to sexualization and, and gender stereotypes in Western games they can't say anything because then they're going to be accused
1: of not being culturally like they're going to be a cultural imperialist you know so they can't touch that shit what's actually because I looked at Gal Gun too uh, maybe people in the chat have heard of this game like it's so common in Japan to have like overly sexualized female characters and like games literally built on like like just read the synopsis for this alright just read this out loud alright in the sequel to Japan's notorious action game an army
0: of girls has fallen madly in love with you just my daily life. Fend off their yeah, unwelcome cool. advances with your pheromone shot, and use gadgets to expel demons from their bodies. In the most audacious first-person shooter you'll ever play.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a scene where you literally have like a vacuum cleaner and you're 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 just sucking up their panties.
0: <laughs> off their? No joke. Off their bodies. No joke. Yeah. Oh.
1: Oh. No joke. And there's a with the original Gal gun They actually added a DLC, a hundred dollar DLC, right? that let you get like an x-ray vision. You can actually see them completely naked. The, the underage girls. But it was a $100 DLC. $100 to see naked g- little girls, guys, and go to jail. Go it's a, go directly to the jail card I'm not <laughs> like like you said, I, I don't think I've seen any feminists criticize these Japanese games. Yeah. Cuz a lot of these Japanese games like don't give any fucks about like roles of female characters in games cuz I, I think they realize it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I so think these I think games take to the extreme. There are there are feminists who do attack it. I'm not going to say there mm. are, not but they don't make it to
0: the highest echelon of like uh, the feminist elite because yeah, because it's so much because you can't touch. It's a delicate subject because now it's a different culture. Who are you to say mm. their culture is worse or better? Derp, mm.
1: So they can't touch it. I'm looking at the one of the one of the accolades for Galgun Two is make sure you have a box of tissues nearby from Destructoid. <laughs> Holy shit! Destructoid said yeah, that. Yeah. I bet I like they. It, it there's a Western game where it was like sexual. You couldn't say that, you know. No, you couldn't. You no. Just, yeah, it just the the premise of the game. It's very obvious. It's sexualized, and it goes against anything you know like, we've e- heard. If or, EA made this game, right, or something like this, they couldn't. They, they got lampooned. lampooned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just they get so much shit for it. It's it's just really silly. Well, speaking of
0: Japan, I have an actual interesting kind of game coming out. I have to, I'll play the trailer. Have you, I, have you heard of this Let's Fantasy start. Life Online? I think it's some kind of sequel to a Xbox game, actually. And, uh, it, all right, here we go. And it looks pretty cool. I th- I, I think it's a mobile game, um, uh, because it's Japanese and everything in Japan is mobile. Yeah, it is, mo- mm-hmm. it is, it is mobile.
1: Uh, I want to, I want to know what you think about it. Let me take a look. It looks cute, the art right now. But, I mean, a lot of the a lot of these mobile games look really good like I'm, I've seen trailers for a lot of these mobile games they look great but it's when you play them you realize there's like no substance
0: yeah yeah
1: uh, I love the art style though
0: yeah me too uh, the, the, well the art style you see in this trailer is not quite the art in the game it's, it looks more like uh, Animal Crossing in the, actual, mm-hmm. in the actual game but still you can do fishing crafting and stuff so uh, this
1: is this to me this is way more exciting looking than like MapleStory M or Star Ocean but, and same with the Mabinogi mobile game that's coming out too right we've seen the trailer for that it looks really spicy yep like, like, what I want from a mobile game, and really any MRPG, again, is I don't want to just autoplay combat. Like, autoplaying combat is not fun. Yeah. Like, I want, I want to do a lot of other things in an MRPG, both on mobile and on PC. And it looks like all the side stuff here seems to be a pretty big, big deal. And as is with the Mabinogi mobile. I mean, Mabinogi, even in Mabinogi PC, the, the, the non combat related stuff you can do in the game, like you're making your own music and stuff, it plays an important part in the game. It's, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of shit to do besides core combat. So, i like to see more mobile MRPGs do that as well. And this looks fun. It's, yeah. It's, is it? they have not up be in autoplay though. I'm trying. I'm trying to see if I can find the autoplay button in these trailers. Well,
0: the good thing, like you said, is since it's not all about combat, um, mm-hmm. the autoplay, even if it's there, will hurt it less, right? Because mm-hmm. you know you can do this cooking and fishing and
1: and, and player housing. Yeah, and yeah. Customize your your stuff. That's awesome.
0: Whereas in MapleStory M, I, so far all I've seen to do is is combat, and it's all automatic. Mm-hmm. It looks nice though. Hmm.
1: Uh, when is the game coming out? It's not even out in Japan yet. So. Uh... Uh, it's not gonna <laughs> out. It's not in Japan yet. We're not gonna hear about it for a while. All right. <laughs> Yeah. All right. While we're talking about mobile, let's get off mobile mobile games for a second. All right. I want to know if you qualify as a hardcore gamer. All right. Okay. So this article, a hardcore Chinese gamer. All right. So article came out in VentureBeat earlier this year, and I just found it recently, and looks at the how many hours a hardcore PC gamers in China play forty two hours a week. Wow. Are you a hardcore PC gamer? When when I'm here, when I'm here in Vancouver, I am not. I, I, I will admit that. I, I, I'm, this is it's it's like six hours a week, six hours a day would make mm-hmm. you a hardcore PC gamer. I think I think I'm firmly there. I think I'm there when I'm in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But not here. Though, though I do rotate a lot. I think a lot of people in our chat probably do as well. Like sometimes I'll go weeks without playing that much, right? Like I'll I'll do I'll do more reading about games. I'll yeah. like do spend a lot more time on Reddit, do other stuff, and play games casually. But then when I go back into when I'm back into the right zone, I can I can play for a lot longer. Yeah. So I'm currently definitely playing at least forty two hours a week.
0: I suspect in August I will definitely be just because of um, World of Warcraft and before WoW comes out we're gonna do, I'm gonna play ter- I'm gonna play Terraria again. So mm-hmm. probably all of August I'll probably
1: be a hardcore Chinese gamer. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, for mobile games that number is about twenty five hours a week. So hardcore mobile gamers play twenty five hours a week versus PC at forty two hours a week. Well, get good mobile people. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like they value comp- completion and competition the most. The two most valued traits from the these Chinese gamers.
0: Interesting. This is kinda cool.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like following these really. So, so to be, Actually, to be a hardcore gamer, you need, you basically gotta game as a full time job. Forty forty two yeah. hours a week. It's yeah, forty hours a week would be full time. So yeah, you gotta be a full time full time gamer. <laughs> full time gamer. All right. What uh, What other article I want to talk about, which uh, I put up on Mos.com, there was a good article on um, esports in China, and we talked about esports quite a bit, and how esports, you know, started to take off. We have all these teams in America. We've had, like, I think Madison Square Garden owns uh, CLG now. You have a few big. Uh, I think there's a baseball team that owns uh, Dignitas. Which team did the baseball team own? They own a big, big team as well. Some MLB team actually owns a, I think, a league team, and a few basketball teams own other teams. It, it's getting pretty crazy big. But in, in America, for the most part, it's still it's still kind of niche. We've talked about it. it. It really hasn't penetrated the mainstream yet. So this last weekend, I'll tell you, you know the Overwatch League finals happened, right? Okay. Uh, that was it was actually broadcast on ESPN regular. So you just wow so on ESPN, ESPN one. You, the actual ESPN. Yeah, the actual. It was on ESPN one, ESPN two, all the ESPNs. Right. It was on all the <laughs> all the fucking ESPNs. Right. So rarely do you see it on there. You, you will see it on ESPN like three or some once in a while, right? But so Overwatch League. It had, let's see, I think they shared some numbers recently. Worldwide audience in the demo was 605,000 average per minute. It looks like the U.S. average per minute. You got a link for this? Yeah, hold on, let me find this. I'm looking at this uh, from Seeking Alpha. London Spitfire captures history in Overwatch League grand finals. They won 2-0. Spoilers. Global average minute audience of 861,000. So it was supposed to be a big win for them, and I think um, the Overwatch League is profitable. It's one of the few uh, esports league is actually making money a lot of these are money losing enterprises but uh they're doing pretty well with uh with the overwatch like i know every time i've tuned in i saw the ad for uh what those, those the, the, K- the sour patch kids or something right so they got some big brands sponsoring them sour patch kids uh, uh i mean i like candies but i haven't had sour patch kids in a while so okay i i think we reported i think
0: it's probably over a year now that uh blizzard bought mlg right yeah, and I guess they're putting it to good use because, uh, like you said, they're one of the few profitable esports ventures. Where for a lot of companies, it's kind of like a marketing thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess that was a good buy for uh, Blizzard. And yeah, and go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say uh, there's a good, interesting site with stats on um, different esports tournaments, and uh, all all of Blizzard's games are pretty high up there. You know, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, here's a site. I found it. Okay, so here we go. Let me just show this on stream here. If we go to uh, history and we go by top games. So these are the top games of 2018 so far top, of all the prize pools for all the uh, tournaments combined for each game. Mm-hmm. Dota, 1, Dota 2 is obviously highest at 12 million because of the international. But okay, so we have Overwatch here, number four, Hearthstone, number six. Hots number nine. Hots is the number nine esports right now in the world. How
1: does it that make That's you feel? Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive.
0: Ah, uh, StarCraft two number ten still, right? And then, mm-hmm. uh, well, the Warcraft is the lowest at twenty four, which I don't think they're even officially supporting right now. It's just like fan tournaments. But if uh, they, uh,
1: don't they don't, they still do big tournaments at uh, BlizzCon.
0: I think they used to. I don't know if they still do. But but if they do, if they start the arena tournaments again and they actually sponsor it, I think um, that will go up too. But basically,
1: all all the Blizzard games are in the top ten basically. Except for one, no. surprisingly, some of the Blizzard games are the most iconic in gaming. Yeah. So look at the other look I sent you. So I want to talk about a little bit about the the, the Chinese esports market. And this I think this is where America is going as well. I think China has a bit. China and Japan for I think are both a bit ahead of America on mobile game adoption. But Americans are adopting mobile games very quickly as well. Mobile games are growing in America faster than I think P, much faster than PC games. But uh, it, it's already big business over there. There was a good article on Bloomberg I based this on. But they filled a stadium of eighteen thousand people. Watching uh, *Honor of Kings*, which is uh, *Arena of Valor* in the West, it's the most popular game in China right now, and probably the world, with how big their numbers are. And the game had 240 million daily views. That's the King Pro League, which is twice the audience of last year's Super Bowl, which is wow. the, like the biggest television event in like American history. It's always going to be Super Bowl, so it has twice the viewership of that. And it's not just viewership. Look you know, at the esports market as a whole; it's absolutely nuts. Um, it's about to be th- to be three billion dollars in uh in 2022. three billion dollars is uh is, is no small you know chunk of change and look how fast it's growing with 2018 on that chart at the bottom there's nuts oh, i see sports is esports is it's, it's going places and you know i would be surprised to see this in uh in the olympics eventually and we we've talked about that in the past as well but they're still trying to get something <sighs> in there you know i don't think it's gonna happen man like why does it why is this so
0: important to some gamers it's an olympics like chess is on the olympics why can't it be its own thing because people are going to
1: watch it, then that's people Olympics. That's people, people Olympics, Who oh, watches the we, Olympics anymore? We had... Every year the numbers go down. That's why they need numbers. They got to get the numbers. Oh, so they're going to just do a, a, a do Yes. Stuff? They, look, if the if the Olympics is dying as like a thing that people are going to watch, right? It's it's on the way down. Like they would put like like pole dancing on there if, if it attracts people. They don't like. I don't think the integrity matters. So why? Except wait, hold up. Then why haven't they done chess yet? Because they would, they, they might add that too. Because the numbers the numbers were not declining the way it is now. Like the, the last the numbers have been going down for the last few years. Uh, millennials and young people Don't really give a shit About the Olympics And they're gonna add, they'll are gonna add chess They'll add everything in there They want people to watch They want the younger demographic To watch as well I, I think No I don't think right. so you, you think they have this Holier than thou Like philosophy Of what deserves to be no, no. Nobody cares about it's that like, it's imagine, the imagine you have like
0: uh, A pizza place right You own a pizza place the Business is down A couple of years in a row You're not gonna Start selling like Antique furniture in the back Doesn't make just like, Doesn't make sense Like You don't just pile stuff on Because You know like Just because it's A bigger business now it's more. It's, it's more ancillary than. It's than not ancillary. Players, uh, gaming yes. in the Olympics is not ancillary. It, it should be its own.
1: You it could have the gaming Olympics, which is like its own thing. and You play all the different games. Also, chess is boring. All right? <laughs> give, me, give me, give me some of that Overwatch. Give me some of that League of Legends. All right, actually not League. Fuck League. League is the most. Dude, the most hold on, I was, I was gonna to say the average
0: guy trying to watch a forty-minute League match, okay, in a stadium, is like, what the hell am I watching? Like, what's going on? Yeah. It, <laughs> I don't
1: know, league League is still a uh, very very slow paced in the high end. I think the average league game, professional league game has like 16 kills. The average like Dota game has like 57 kills. Well, so it's like, it's like triple the number of kills. To triple the action in a Dota game than in a, in a league game. Mm-hmm. And even Dota is pretty boring at the beginning, of, like unless there's some, you know, crazy rotations going on. But this Arena Valor game really has not kicked off uh, in America the no. way it has in China just yet. Yeah, I think the biggest um the most successful uh, mobile mobile right now is the League of Legends knockoff. What was it called? Bang Bang Mobile Legends. That's Bang the one that's making Bang that. Mobile Legends. It's called Ma- Bang Bang. That game made, I think, $200 million globally so far. I gotta see this. Bang Bang. It's just a pure. It, it was a League Club. Remember we talked about how the they literally copied League's art and abilities? I think I know it just as Mobile Legends. I didn't know the first part of the name. Yeah. I see you, it. it's the, the Bang Bang Mobile Legends. Mobile Legends Bang Bang. My bad. Mobile Legends Bang Bang. <laughs> this looks just like uh, Arena Valor or League. Uh, Slane says, "Kill for kill isn't really a fair metric. Our average game times the same. No, Dota game is definitely a little bit longer, but you, if you adjust it for minutes, uh, it still has easily double. It has, Dota has easily double the action of a League game. Uh, and, and it really comes out of the game game design decisions. Dota has more like fast, more items that allow, like, um, more fast-paced combat, like things like Blink Dagger. Basically, you're always in danger of being ganked uh, in a bigger map like Dota Two, and with more mobility. There's a lot more mobility in uh, in, in Dota 2. Versus League of Legends, you really, the map is small and you almost always know where everybody is. There's, there's very little room to outplay enemies when they know where you are at all times. There's much less choice you have to make, where the choice trees in Dota 2 are much more complex. I like so that choice I, I, trees. I think I, I, I'm a big fan of, of League of Legends. I've, I've played thousands of hours of League, thousands of hours of Dota. I play League more than Dota and I've watched tons of tournaments for both and I think Dota 2 is is undeniably the more exciting game to watch if you, if you know what's going on both games. And I, and I enjoy playing League a lot more. So it comes from a League fan saying that Dota 2 is a more exciting game to watch.
0: I got a I got an upcoming MMORPG that I'm excited about. Do you want to see it? I uh, sh- sure, why not? Let's see if you heard of this. It's called uh, Survives By. Uh, it's basically a... If you like Realm of the Mad God, it's kind of similar where it's a 2D game it's a uh, permadeath just like Ramble the Mad God uh, and you basically it's free to play so looks good look at this take a look I am down to play this for uh, Grand Fest Friday when it comes out
1: survived by yeah definitely uh, we, I'm pretty sure we, I put up the news for this a while ago uh, pretty sure Publishers Digital Extremes they're the guys that make uh, Warframe oh Warframe is going to be public war, it's pretty intense yeah I didn't, I didn't actually realize that until now yeah but did that developer, uh oh, Human Head Studios, never heard of them. The Survive by game looks pretty cool. The co- I still think a lot of RPGs have it, like they could they, I would like to see a permadeath mode in other RPGs as well. Like I think it'd be cool to have a permadeath mode added on to World of Warcraft or um Final Fantasy 14. Like why not? Like just a way for people to play the game. I would
0: love that in a PvP server if there's some kind of like you you play a certain class or a certain race, you're more powerful than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Right, but if you die, you lose it. So that's a trade off. That'd be cool. There
1: has to be a mm-hmm. trade off,
0: you know. Like you, you should get more power or something.
1: Yeah, I, I just it would just make the every experience for feel more meaningful. Like it, it's weird because when I play um when I play Final Fantasy XIV or any MMORPG, I played um like I actually reinstalled Blade Stall recently too. But I feel like when I when I die, the fear of dying is non-existent in any modern M R P G. Like you just—it's a literally a minor inconvenience. Like at no point are you worried about dying. I know when we when we we grew up playing Ultima Online, EverQuest, and always felt like dying was actually like a big deal, and it wasn't permanent thing either. So it was, you didn't like lose your character, but you had to go back to your corpse to get all your items back, and it was, that was a journey. Sometimes you you know you couldn't even make it back to your corpse. You need to get friends to help you because you have no gear when you respawn, and you need friends to help fight stuff on the way to your body in the dungeon. It can be if you die a dungeon, forget it. Like it, it was such a hassle to get back to your body. Yep. and you have that you can actually like get people to drag your corpse for you for you. So if you you can you can like message somebody near your body like, hey, I'll give you some money Just bring my body back to me. Like you can drag your body back towards you. Like dying was a big deal, and that was such an interesting part of the MMORPG experience. But you know, with risks and reward, and you don't have to go too far into the risk category. You know, permadeath might be a bit too much, but dying should feel like you lost something. Like even in vanilla WoW, like repair fees were never really a big deal, but dying in vanilla WoW still felt more annoying than today. Yes, definitely. You had to run back, it took some time. you run back to your course, if you didn't, you had to waste, like, 30 minutes of time with rest sickness, and you know, those was annoying. Like, every game today, dying is literally nothing. It's just, like, it, the no. only inconvenience it's, is that loading screen. It's a quick way to go back to town. So you just die See, sometimes it might, it might be better to just die to go, like, yeah, it might be convenient to get yourself killed. Which is really bizarre, I think. Like, death should have a little more meaning in MRPG without going too far into the, like, hardcore camp. But they really just went too far into the casual camp.
0: Yeah. I think we're stuck there. I don't. I don't see a way out,
1: especially with mobile games doing better with and better. Games, with how successful mobile games are, and basically every game going the easier route. I think we're stuck there as well. It's unfortunate, but you know, we've seen every MMORPG whether it's Dark Age of Camelot, whether it's Maple Story, whether it's WoW, whether it's 14, go make their games easier. Every one of these games is more hardcore at launch, and it progressively gotten easier. In fact, I would say every single game, every MMORPG has progressively gotten easier and easier and easier. I mean, Final 14, they're launching their latest. Um, raid content uh in september and i'm really hoping it's their new raid content is challenging because I, I i've only played 14 for like a year and i've only seen two sets of raids and they were you know the first one was you, you know it was harder and this one is much easier from the last one right and from what my friends have told me that it's the, the trend has been unbelievably going easier and easier and easier and easier i'm curious if this trends to continue with this next next set of raids because if it gets because the, the difference between the current Raid content in Final Fantasy XIV with uh, Kefka versus uh, Neo X-Death, it's like orders of magnitude easier. It's at least like 70% easier to clear. So I'm curious that if we're going to see that again or we'll, we'll spike up the difficulty a bit. I don't know. It's a good question. I'm, I'm actually curious to see what the WoW raids are going to be
0: like. Mm-hmm. Um, but one, I don't know if uh, Final Fantasy does this or not. So in WoW, the way it's going to work is the first raid is going to come out in September 4th. Expansion's gonna come out in mid August, right? So you're gonna have like two weeks to gear up, yeah. and they're gonna release the normal and mythical version first. So they're looking for group or version where it's the easy one. Will come out later, like a week or two later. Yeah. Do they do that in Final Fantasy? No, they they usually launch at oh, the same, same time. time. Oh. It's kind of cool that the, at least they give the,
1: you know, like the, the harder version. You know, they, yeah, I like that. They get it first. They, they did something there. Yeah, yeah, they they did something there. Mm-hmm. And actually, Alta, I want to talk a little about uh, design. In uh, in, in League of Legends, because there's one aspect of the game which kind of falls into our design talk. When we talk about toxicity, yeah, about the design of the games and toxicity, there's actually one element of League which I thought you might find pretty interesting. So, um, if you're playing a jungle character, right, you you run smite. If you if you, if you buy a jungle item, it means you kill the jungle shit faster. Yeah. If you kill minions, creeps in lane, you actually get penalty You actually get like way less gold for it. What? Because. The game is basically telling you if you're playing a jungle, set of, of the lanes stay. Out, feel free to gank, feel free to gank, but don't steal last hits. Because it was always annoying for players when jungle would g- do a failed gank. or not even again, Just walk up to a lane and just like, kill five minions and leave. Right? To J- XP and that's money. a jungle tax. That's a gank. <laughs> that, that was a, that was a jungle tax. It was always a part of the game, right? Yeah. People got annoyed by it, but they designed the game in such a way now that that happens less because there's no reason to do it anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought it's a pretty interesting uh, way to. To uh, ratchet down the toxicity, and well, the player info with game design decision.
0: That's yeah, exactly. That's a good. That's good from that perspective. I think kind of silly that there's. I think League and Riot trying to enforce such a such a solid meta is kind of a mistake. But that's a different matter. But in terms of toxicity, that's that's a great move. That's what I'm talking about. So if you could punish players for doing mm-hmm. the activity that you don't like, but they can still do it, but they just wouldn't gain from it. They won't do it. You know, people people respond to these kind of uh, incentives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good 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 idea. It's a better way than uh, uh either you know. Let's say you go jungle goes to your lane, he kills coming creeps. You you rage at him, right, and he rages back at you, and you both get like a, a suspension. Yeah, like that's worse yeah. I, for everyone. Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. So I'm reading the chat again. People are saying people still play Lee. Yeah, people still play Lee. I mean, people always make this argument about whether it's World of Warcraft, whether it's League, whether it's Do- whether any game. You know, when they stop playing it, they assume like, oh man, I know like for, three of my friends quit. The game is dead. Yeah. Uh, sorry to break it to you but there are still new people discovering league and playing league today and the, the last data that we got for League hard numbers was from super data research their estimates put it at over 100 million monthly active users that matches with the exact same data that league of legends uh, riot games themselves put out i think two years ago so the worst case scenario for league right now is it's been steady for the last few years it hasn't lost players there's just an article on super data research saying that you know it's losing some players to um it's losing players to Fortnite. But there's been no numbers released since then. So the only numbers we have access to were some super data that said over 100 million monthly active users. So League is still quite popular. Uh, people go in and out of League. I stopped playing League for like two years. I came back just recently, playing casually. But you know, I think a lot of people that quit are coming back, a lot of people that uh, that never played are, st- are discovering the game and playing it now. So definitely, it applies to WoW as well. WoW is not a dead game. People kind of assumed WoW was dead. And I think um, in an interview after Legion came out, there was a. They, they said there was 10.5 million subscribers. It was in a Polish magazine. Whoa. So 10.5 million subscribers is huge. It's not the all-time peak, but it's still immensely big. Cash shield subscribes uh, 13 months in a row. Stop playing Mobads. Mobads. I don't play too much anymore, so I'm, I'm a little more casual lately. But uh, I don't know. I still enjoy my Mobas. But yeah, as you guys can see on the stream right
0: now, so League of Legends is still the number one grossing PC game in the world. So it's, yeah. it's certainly not dying. Uh, neither is you know wow wow is number seven here. World of mm-hmm. Tanks is still huge. Dota is still huge. Counter Strike is still huge, guys. You know, so that's the reality. Yeah, these
1: games aren't dying. You know, they could be they they could be slightly off their peaks, but I think when people say dying, it's a bit a um, bit over it's a bit dramatic. You know, like a dying game is, is like losing players very quickly. You know, or has very low players to begin with. The league is still firmly firmly up there. Number five is Fantasy Westward Journey Online Two, a Chinese M R P G. China only. That one is now in the West. Pretty sure we showed a gameplay video of it before. Yeah, I'll find another one. while we go? Yeah, the game is pretty pretty packed. It's like, it's almost like I almost have a new term because there's one scene in the video you shared last time about how incredibly busy like one of the towns are. Like literally every inch of the city is packed. Like it's China busy. It's China popular. You know? China like, busy boys. It's China busy. Like sometimes when you look at like the popular place in World of Warcraft or any other RPG, like the Free Market Maple Story back when that was a thing, like it was packed with players. But nothing is as packed as Fantasy Westward Journey Online 2 is in the busy towns. It's nuts how busy that gets. Guys, look at this gameplay, boys. This is what we call gameplay. Yeah, look at that gameplay, boys. Look at out- this is China busy right there. Alright, that's China busy. The way those towns get busy. Yeah, f 2 makes a lot of money. Bit of a side note as well, related to um, these games making tons of money. I read that Dragon Ball Z. Then you tried the Dragon Ball Z mobile game. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's really popular. Oh. Bio something. Oh, yeah. You what. How do you pronounce that word? Nate was playing it, yeah. It's on my
0: head. Wait. Bokadin? Bok- no.
1: Bokadin. Bokadin. Is yeah. that it? Yeah, I appreciate it. it sounds like something like that, right? Something like that. Dokkan. Dokkan battle. Dokkan I was totally battle. off. Totally off. My bad. Dragon Ball Z Dokkan battle has made uh, over a billion dollars in the last three years what's nice. nuts about that is the best selling dragon ball z game ever according to vg charts was the ps2 one and it sold 3 million units that's 150 million dollars in gross sales the dbz mobile game has made a billion dollars three years that's more like the top seven best-selling dbz games combined so mobile games boys i've I, I never played Dokkan battle though i haven't either i haven't played it either just, is is another waifu collector. Well, it would be a husbando collector with uh, Dragon Ball. <laughs> no, you can collect Chi Chi. Don't worry. All right, you can collect Chi Chi and Bulma, but there really uh, there aren't really that many Dragon Ball uh, waifus, unfortunately. DBZ on Game Boy Advance was the shit. Yo, I agree. Oh remember that? That was what? a great. That was a great game. It was like an RPG? Right. There were a
0: couple of them. There were at least two of those games.
1: Yeah, it was an action game. It was, yeah, yeah. It was, the DBZ on Game Boy Advance was awesome. Action RPG or something. Mm-hmm. All right, let's. Enough mobile games. Let's look at the. the, the, the we, we we're still a little bit hopeful on the PC guys. Soft is working on a new and more oh on yeah the all right so this is actually some some welcome news considering uh don't know how many games developers have been churning out these mobile games but uh looks like ncsoft is working on a brand new pc MMORPG with unreal engine 4 and it's going to be a uh, pc and console nothing on mobile thank so god it's based on the aeon universe so yeah we're getting a real MMORPG from ncsoft and un- they have not abandoned mobile unreal 4 not it's unreal 3 like bless and uh air yeah so say what you will. be, I mean, regardless, you know, it's NCSoft. but still, we're gonna get a real new and more PG from them, not just more mobile shovelware. You know, we don't know if it's gonna be Aeon Two. We don't know if it's a sequel, prequel. It could be a spinoff as well. All we know, it's related to Aeon. So it might be Aeon Two, it might be a prequel, it might be some something unrelated. Well, it has to be related, but it might be a spinoff. But no word. Obviously, this is just they're they're literally hiring people for this, and they have not even announced this project yet. So it's gonna be years away. Because once they announce it, it'll be like at least a year for launching in Korea. And then before it comes to america will be probably another year so it's going to be quite a bit far away but still surprised to see some new um PC RPGs being announced greenlit today and we talked about it before that we won't we won't have any big triple a RPGs coming on the pc anymore but we got we got at least this one nc soft game nice yeah that's good news uh blacklist online i'll tell you, you, you they're, VDR remastered. I heard that's crazy. Soon as well. They're quick. You know, say what you want about uh, Pearl Abyss it, works yeah. quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the game is gorgeous as is. I mean, I'm, I'm, what do they need to remaster? Honestly, that's a good question. The graphics are already top. I think the draw distances.
0: Some people were complaining about the oh. um, the foliage and other things that pop up only when you're close to them. So there is <laughs> there is room improvement. And uh, I, I, I think it's great that at least we have a company like this that's actually pushing the genre forward on a technical level. They have their own engine uh they, they mm-hmm. know what they're doing uh, in terms of the coding so i'm'm I hope them uh, I hope they are successful yeah the, the 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 worst thing about bdo is some of the, the game design aspects especially the the equipment upgrading I wish they had just hired some other studio or, or like group to do that part because it's so cringy the way the it works
1: now mm-hmm Game looks beautiful, though, but uh, hopefully it'll optimize the game as well. I'm not sure. Like, will it just be an update patch? You think, or will they try selling it like the remastered version, like 4K texture? Ooh, that's a good money. question. I think. It'll I be really an hope they don't try selling it. I think. I don't think they will, but I don't know. I don't know for that. Yeah, I-, I was looking for an answer, for that. I couldn't find anything uh, right away. So we don't know yet. It'll be revealed for the first time on August 11th, hmm. and BDO's is still killing it. The game has over 10,000 players on Steam alone, and it was available I think for like a year off Steam as well it it's it's been a big success story. It's one of the most successful like western and more again, one of the most successful mrpgs launched in America in, in a while. Obviously it's a Korean game. But it, it's booming here. It's actually again, it's, it's makes more money. It's I think it's also one of the only Korean developed mrpgs that makes more money in the US and Europe than in its home market. Wow. Usually China and Korea are their biggest markets for any of these mrpgs. Mm-hmm. Even for western mrpgs guys, Korea and China are usually, you know, the the, the giant markets. But uh in this BDO is making more money in the West. So they're doing something right. Yeah, I feel like BDO gets like a...
0: It's very hit or miss. Uh, people complaining about the lag and stuff, but... They're very grindy as well, but... Yeah, yeah. The for,
1: it's, it's. I like grinding. Oh, how I love you, but I hate your guts. Crunky Fish, I think a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with it. People keep playing it, though, so they're sticking around. It's... And that's the thing, too. Terrific, I made. Mean, it is a single-player game with chat. Yes, 100%. But as are most MMORPGs. Sadly, but, that's the case with most MMORPGs. Yeah. I really feel like my all my experience playing, when I played uh, you know, played in Soul, all my time playing Final Fantasy XIV, like it really does feel like not, most of your game is spent as a, especially the leveling process until you get to like top end and you want to do PvP or in, uh, PVE games like raiding. It's a single-player game of chat. Indeed. Uh, runescape mobile uh, hopefully does well i'm rooting for it as well is it actually out now or is it like still in beta or something no no it's it's pretty much i think you, all you do need a subscription to play it though you need to be oh, I think you need a member to play no. it right at least at least in beta right now okay. but i think all twitch prime members uh get membership in runescape for a month so oh, that's good hell yeah mm-hmm. and so we should go before we jump away from league too much there was that remember that tweet from mark merrill about a riot developed mmo yes i remember that that was funny it was unfortunately just a tease. I don't think it was just a joke. They're,
0: I think the PR department. Are you backpedaling? Said, yeah, yeah, the PR department made them say that because they don't want—they're not
1: ready to announce it or anything. Because so we do—we do know Riot Games. I mean, when the, when when Mark Merrill tweeted that, so you see if we can find the original tweet to show off uh, whether Riot Games should make an MMORPG or feature and more or not. I mean, it got a lot of people, you know, buzzing about it because I think a Riot-developed MmoRPG could be good. You know, they have the resources. You know, they're the most successful PC game in the world. They're backed by Tencent, the biggest gaming company in the world. I mean, they could do something. And Riot Games has posted blog posts after blog posts over the last few years. They were working on some other game. There's, there's been numerous projects under works at Riot. They've been unannounced. So they're working on something. So maybe one team over there might work on MMO or something. Then there's potential there. And the fact that people got excited over this one tweet, it shows that there is demand for an MMO. People want to play an MRPG. It's it's a magical genre. People want to play it. I agree, and I think uh, what was that map website
0: that they launched? Like League of Legends, like lore yeah, maps. Yeah, it's, it's
1: on the Twitter. Let me see if we can find Mark. This is, his original tweet had it. They will try to show off the the lore of League of Legends. Though again, I'm not sure. Um, you know, you don't like the lore in League of Legends. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sold on the lore. So uh, Yeah, he tweeted himself, that he, he retweeted the article saying Riot Games Co-Founder was just joking about League of Legends. He retweeted that saying, blame it on Runeterra Fever. So here, here was the original tweet out there. Yeah. I, want, I want to explore the lore in, uh... Eh, who really cares about the map of Runeterra? Come on.
0: Well, why would they do a map of Runeterra if they weren't working on some kind of
1: other game? Like with RPG well, yeah, 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 I think if they were working on RPG, this would make sense. You want to develop the world. Oh my god, it's places. loud. Alright, here we go. So guys, That makes sense. What is this? Like this? Well, you wouldn't do this for a MOBA. Come on. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really care about this. Uh, like the lore of the game. I think most people don't care either. And they've changed the lore so much already. Pretty sure they got rid of summoners too. And that's not like a thing anymore. But then I'm I'm not sure why people keep battling on Summoners Rift either. So who knows? You know. Just rename it Rift. Just call it the Rift. The like Rift. They do refer to it as the Rift sometimes. But it would be nice to see an more come out of them. But right now. It was just, all we know is it was a meme, or it was a joke, or they're working on something unannounced that you know clearly isn't ready enough to be declared on Twitter. Dude, they should. Well, a lot of comments here are very supportive too. Like making an Mo. Like a lot of people want an Mo. I agree, and, and and League has so much money now.
0: Yeah. so, and there's a huge. The great thing about WoW when it came out was um, it had such a big fan base already from War Three, right? So you know mm-hmm. a lot of people coming in for the first time to M R P G S, and I think the same thing could happen with League. If League made an MMORPG, you'd have literally tens of millions of players who haven't played any MMORPGs, right, or any big ones, who would come in for the first time
1: uh, because they played League. Yeah, a lot of cross promotion there, and you have a lot of characters as well to use, and like you know, whatever assets you've built in League, you know, you you have something to work off of, you know, if you want to make it in the world of Runeterra. I think one of the reasons World of Warcraft was successful too is it was built on the Warcraft franchise, you know, Warcraft Three, Warcraft Two, like these games, these characters, the stories in those games, they had a lot to work with. I mean, obviously, there isn't as much substance in League of Legends to work with as Warcraft Three, but I mean, there's 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 a lot here. There's characters, their backgrounds, their stories. They could do something with it. Uh, oh, Let's see, who's from
0: Bilgewater
1: Bay? Misfortune. Yeah, the the pirate people. M- Misfortune Gangplank, and Gangplank Graves. I don't know about the rest of them. Nautilus. Is I know. I, I know. I don't know. Graves is there. Fizz. Just, hold on. Graves still has a cigar, right? Is that is that cigar? I'm pretty sure they added. Did they add it back? Let's find out no he knows no cigar. I don't see Graze his has no cigar still. No, he does. I think. Uh, not in this picture. There's a post on uh, Rift Herald saying Graze's cigar returns to League of Legends. Oh. We did it internet. Nice. Like I said they they tweeted with a cigar bag
0: Ionia, the First Lands. I remember Ionia from when I played too.
1: Yeah, but again, I I don't really know too much about the League War. And I played league on thousands of hours. I've spent way too much time on it. I'm telling you they're working on RPG. hmm
0: We'll see we'll see we'll see where it goes. indeed.
1: Anything else here to show?
0: Uh, I got one sad story. Let's hear the sad story. all right so EA being the douchebags that they are have decided to shut down an open source release of SimCity 2000. like why? Like, look at this game. Like, no one's gonna buy this, right? So, why, why are they yeah. going out of their way to, uh,
1: to fuck with them? I don't get it. Wait, they shut down the open source release. Why? Yeah, well, it's so because weird. certain audio
0: and visual elements were from the copyright. But the guy who made it said he's going to uh, replace those mm. with his own, I guess, custom mm-hmm. audio visual assets, and then re-release it. Uh, mm. But it seems like such a petty thing, you know? They, like, yeah. somebody at EA is working. To look at, you know, find these like tiny things and just go after them. Yeah, I don't get why. Yikes! Odd. Yep, that was
1: it. Just that to was sh- it, boys. Just wanted to shit on EA for a minute before we. That's always good. It's always good to end on shitting on EA, you know. All right, Come I think here. we should we should call it for the post game. Let's see if we can find a uh... we'll
0: call it for the stream and move on to the post Talk game the stream. All right. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for watching on YouTube. Hopefully next week when i'm back in vegas we'll try to figure out
1: how to stream on both twitch and youtube at once shouldn't be too hard no we we, we can figure it out so i'll tell you uh, i pulled a random soundtrack from mos.com music we get spirit tales so go go ahead a random soundtrack and play that in the background while we talk all right uh well we close the stream first all right so sure. take care guys take care for for youtube